When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 yards later. Welcome in to another edition of the 25 Yards Later Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. And we are back weekly through the rest of the regular season. Football Woo-hoo! is officially football is officially back this week with the Hall of Fame game. Um, that should have happened uh, yesterday when this comes out. Um, we have not... It has not happened in our timeline yet. It is the future, um, and it is the past. Yes. Well, it's like an episode of Twin Peaks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we have the Steelers and Cowboys. Um, do you have any picks for this game, Elijah? Uh, my pick is that there's going to be a lot of picks, uh, a lot of interceptions thrown in this Hall of Fame game. My pick is that a team will win. So, heck yeah, presumably. <laughs> God, how awful would it be if the Hall of Fame game tied? That'd just be abysmal. That would be a bad omen, is what that would be. Did they? Well, did they? I want to say I heard they proposed a rule to cut out overtimes for play or uh, preseason games, but hmm. um, that w- uh, it's still abysmal <laughs> either way. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if that's a real rule or report that I saw, um, and do not care to look it up right now. Well, um, it's not, it's not, uh, not quite the regular season yet, so we're still allowed to be poorly researched. Yes. Um, we are working on reversing that and we, <laughs> um, we'll certainly the rest, the rest of this episode and the rest of the season will be the opposite of poorly researched. Absolutely. Um, so we have a good show for you today. I think um, training camps are in full swing. So we are going to just do a bit of a news dump for all of the stories that have broken over the last month and especially over the last week or so. Um, and then I have a forthcoming article um, coming out on Sports Obsessive. I'm not positive if it'll be out on Friday when this comes out. Um, probably not, but hopefully early next week. Um, and you'll get a preview. And presumably it, the rankings will remain the same between now and publication. But um, a preview of the rough draft of my offensive power rankings so ranking the offenses based off of who i think is going to have the best season this year um so that will be the capper of the show um so yes let's get into the news um so one of the biggest and longest term injury news that broke over the last few weeks is from Rams running back Cam Akers, who unfortunately tore his Achilles, um, which will of course knock him out for the season. 
Daryl Henderson is largely expected to lead a committee approach, um, probably some sort of 60-40 uh, split. Um, Elijah Akers was expected to really take a big leap this year, and people were looking at him as like a high second-round pick. Obviously, this injury is a massive, massive deal for the fantasy running back landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and it sucks for Akers too because he's just so dang mm-hmm. talented, um, and Achilles injuries tend to be really detrimental for running backs in particular. Um, but for all athletes, it's just so hard to come back from. Um, so feel for the guy on that. Uh, and as far as the replacement running backs now, uh, I expect Daryl Henderson to get quite a bit of work um, behind Daryl Henderson. Now, uh, you know, the Rams lost Malcolm Brown in the off season now with the dolphins, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yes. And, so behind him, there's like Xavier Jones. Um, who I think I had, your, your dynasty pickup. My dynasty pickup, <laughs> who I had never heard of until that morning. Um, so <laughs> not exactly a, a staunch, stout, whatever the word that I'm looking for is that starts with an S. It's not a great running back room behind Daryl Henderson. So I expect Daryl Henderson to get quite a bit of work. um, And he's shown that he can be a capable pass catcher. And we know that Matthew Stafford loves to check down. Um, I think Daryl Henderson is being a little overdrafted at the moment. um, But he's going to be a solid running back two, three candidate for this season. Yeah, I certainly think it's hard to see him much worse than an RB2. Um, Like you were saying, the Rams backups leave a lot to be desired. So uh, outside of him, who's technically a Rams backup. But um, uh, yeah, I think Henderson will largely be fine. Um, I'm not, let's see, I'll try to pull up his ADP here um, in a second. But yeah. I think depending on where he goes, he could be a value. I think he certainly could get uh, top 15 value. Um, I, I do concern reports of um, it more being a committee do uh, worry me a bit, but I think, you know, we've seen this position be, uh, or we've seen this position in this offense produce, you know, RB1 overall RB1 type production. So um I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that will be the case, but um right now he has a 605 uh ADP on fantasy football calculator. Um I think that that would be a nice value for him. Um that for someone that has upside, yeah. Yeah, being drafted right around running back 26. And so I expect that to probably be his floor um in this role so yeah that's uh you know being drafted uh i'm on fantasy pros now uh but yeah being drafted behind javonta williams and james robinson uh and i would rather have daryl henderson than both of those guys yeah and of course it will almost certainly go up um but i think if he's if he caps off around maybe the RB 20. 
Um, I think that you could draft him and it be a value. Um, the other big injury news, um, as far as position players go, um, we'll get into a quarterback one momentarily, but, um, is your fantasy BFF, Michael Thomas, who I'm guessing is not on your radar as a value right now. Um, do you want to tell the folks about that one? Yeah, it's just so sad. Um, so he had ankle surgery late in the off season. Um, I think it's the deltoid ligament, I think is what it was, um, which sure. sounds counterintuitive because the deltoid is like a muscle. Um, but I think I'm right about that. Again, it's uh, you know not quite mid-season form yet. Um, but yeah, ankle surgery late in the off season, which was kind of interesting. I'm not sure why they waited so long for that because he was dealing with uh that issue had the high ankle sprain week one came with some ligament damage um that he then played on for the rest of the season after being out for a while to try and uh just give it all he's got for Drew Brees' last season um so yeah his recovery could take another three months or so he's definitely gonna miss some time in the regular season uh he's on the pup right now so we'll see if he starts the season on the pup which would mean six weeks uh that he's gonna miss which i kind of anticipate happening um Mm -hmm. so i think i do with that though you know he was going in the third round prior to the injury obviously that's gonna drop like crazy um but if he does start the season on the pup and has uh, you know, is out six weeks and you could slide him into an IR spot. I am totally fine still drafting Michael Thomas. I try not to draft players that have uh, an injury going into the season because that's usually a recipe for just holding on to somebody for way the heck too long. Um, but I think Michael Thomas is so good and he's the only dude there. Um, so I really. Um, I mean, I feel like once he comes back, uh, he could be great. Um, so only if you have an IR spot. What's, if you don't have an IR spot, then I definitely would not be drafting him. What's the... Where would he have to fall to for you to take him? I think he's just off my draft board. He's still on Fantasy Football Calculator going in the fifth. That's the, I can't do the fifth, I don't think. No, um, I, I think it would need to be eighth or later for me. Okay. Um, so eighth round, we're going in like the Debo, Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown range right now. Mm, that would um, be tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think I'd have Robbie Anderson and Debo ahead of uh, injured Michael Thomas. Um, so maybe the ninth which is not real life, I guess. So maybe he's out for me too. But whoever, maybe this is the better strategy. Whoever drafts him is going to get really frustrated and drop him or you can trade for him on the cheap like four weeks into the season. So maybe that's the better strategy. But I do think whenever he comes back, whether you draft him and stick him on an IR spot late in your drafts or if you can trade for him or maybe even pick him up off waivers if somebody gets frustrated and just needs the spot. I think back half of the season, Michael Thomas is at worst a wide receiver too. Um, So 
could be really great value if you can pick your spot and get him at the right time. So on on top of obviously it impacting um, Michael Thomas, the player, um, his injury also kind of shakes up. I I think the Saints quarterback race. Um, we and we kind of talked about this a little bit um, off air, where um, I think it makes it. I, I have been of the mindset that Jameis is going to play. I think he's uh, or win the job. He's a. I, I think just the more accomplished and better passer. Um, I do think that this injury combined with the lack of receiving talent replacing him um, actually makes it more likely that you're right and Taysom Hill at least starts the season as the starter. I mean, it was always Um, most likely that I was right anyways, but yeah, I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I think this definitely, Um, for me, this solidifies uh, that. I mean, in camp right now, it's a back and forth battle. They're taking... You know, they're basically alternating days at a time working with the ones. Um, but I would be surprised if Jameis ends up starting at the beginning of the season. It, I I think that Jameis could still be the better actual quarterback. But, you know, just the fact that they need to get offense outside of traditional passing um, will end up needing the more gimmicky player that can create offense in different ways. So. Yeah, and um, there's yes, also, well. I mean, the Saints with Drew Brees, they use Taysom Hill as that, um, you know, switch in the offense as well. And so maybe they go with uh, Jameis as a starter, but just mix in Taysom more often. And then you don't want either of them. Um, yes. I So as for replacements, I think um, Traquan, right? Traquan Smith is not on my radar. I am willing to take a deep dynasty shot at Marquez uh, Marquez Callaway. Mm-hmm. Um, He's good. But that's that's about it. Um, no little Jordan Humphrey for me. I don't, I don't even know if dude's still going to be on the roster. <laughs> yes. Um, he burned right. Re- regardless. 25 yards later, legend, little Jordan Humphrey. (laughs) Um, So unless you have anything else to add about the Saints. um, No, we have quarterback schmorterbacks. Yes. Um, So the biggest non-injury news for the those schmorterbacks is that um, both Aaron Rodgers and uh, Deshaun Watson have reported to camp. Um, Watson, obviously, the Schrodinger's box has not totally opened yet um, because uh, it, the thoughts of suspension. Yes. Yes, they are a preparing around him, b sending him home for some days, and c uh, suspension is still looming in the distance. Um, Rogers reporting, obviously, Schrodinger's quarterback has been fulfilled. Um, it, it has been conclusively answered. Um, 
And so, sorry, Brett, um, not even Brett Hundley, Jordan Love. I've got yeah. <laughs> Brett Hundley on the mind right now, um, and, uh, hoping that he wins the Colts job that we'll talk about. Was it was it Bortles that also had signed? And then yes, uh, yes, Bortles did get signed and then promptly cut. Um, but so everything is full go with the Packers. Um, I we were trying the other day to come up with a uh, never jets esque slogan for the Texans, just because I still think with uh, Tyrod Taylor, that offense is going to be very gross. Um, I know that you had some thoughts about a him uh, <laughs> in a two quarterback league. Yeah. QB one um, uh, Tyrod Taylor. But um, I am hashtag never text hashtag text mess text mess. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am totally out on pretty much all Texans. Um, I I think that um, you know RB back end RB two RB three and David Johnson. Uh, he was actually really good last year just not as good as people hoped but i think that there's Mm -hmm. room for him in the late rounds i think he's going in like the eighth um right now and so i think that's totally fine for david johnson i also think that brandon cooks just goes and gets a thousand yards regardless of what team he's playing for um so i think he's gonna be fine as well uh but yeah beyond that um two quarterback league tyrod taylor uh, you know, I picked him up in our dynasty league, um, which is a super flex league. So I think that for bi week villains and whatnot, there's potential there. Um, but for beyond that, definitely a text mess. Yes. Um, Brandon Cooks is the only player I am remotely considering. Um, I do have him, full disclosure, in that dynasty league. I believe that that happened before. <laughs> what <laughs> when Deshaun Watson was uh very much going to be the quarterback of the Texans and not after but um yeah I otherwise I'm out even David Johnson at a value I'm not looking at I there's a chance I I think that Philip Lindsay could even win that job so even at a That's value true. I'm not really looking at David Johnson yep um so in big injury news, um, the biggest quarterback sh- shoot a drop, no pun intended, so far is Carson Wentz, um, oh, no. who injured shoot a drop. <laughs> yeah, yes, we we went there too <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Um, um so Carson Wentz suffered a foot injury if you want to know why that joke was maybe in bad taste um is out five to 12 weeks probably since he has had surgery now um more towards the 12 weeks side of that is easily slated to miss the first two months of the regular season um the Colts with this news just went plummeting down my uh, power rankings, which you'll see for uh, offensive power rankings segment. Um, 
And yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, taking a hit, especially with the additional news that Quentin Nelson, um, their, I think, all pro guard. Oh, yeah. Um, good. Is is has suffered the exact same injury and is exact out the exact same amount of time. There must um, be a pothole in the field. <laughs> I guess it is that is just bizarre. Um, so yes, I think Jonathan Taylor takes a little bit of a hit. Still, certainly a late first to early second um, type player, but. I think you're potentially in for a rough go uh, for the first two months of the season. Yeah. Um, and it could, could be a league winner the second half of the season. Um, certainly try to make an offer if you believe in that. Um, maybe a month into the season. But yeah, otherwise could be rough sailing for Jonathan Taylor. And I think he's probably the only cult that is on uh redraft radars right now yeah absolutely i mean it looks like jacob eason is probably going to be the quarterback uh in carson wentz's absence i've seen a lot of nick Foles twitter hype that the cult should go get him to replace wentz (laughs) once again um but that's not going to happen um you know and so there was some hope for like michael Pittman jr um but i think that hope is gone especially for the first half or the first couple months of the season here um so yeah i'm with you jonathan taylor is the only person that i'd be drafting and i would probably only be drafting jonathan taylor into the second round at this point just because the you need that foundational running back to Mm -hmm. produce early and often and i think he's just gonna really struggle i thought he was already i was a little lower on him than most um just because the pass catching with carson wentz is never is never going to be as good as it was with philip rivers because carson wentz apparently doesn't know what the flat is on the football field (laughs) um so yeah i'm probably out on jonathan taylor at his uh price point now especially with this injury um the only thing i'll add is that i do think that brett hundley if they don't bring in another um more capable backup um i think that brett hundley who at least has been in the league and has some experience um could beat out jacob eason um fingers crossed for that dynasty pickup that i made um but i it as speculative as it was i do think that he has a real shot to win that job um and it doesn't matter the jacob beast it doesn't matter although (laughs) would be nice to have a another quarterback in the trey lance when will he start purgatory that i'm in right now um did i say wide receiver quarterback whatever doesn't matter um doesn't matter um wrapping up uh quarterbacks um lamar uh jackson from the you know uh former mvp uh quarterback of the ravens um got covid a second time um it can happen so it certainly would help i believe that they're sorry if this is not true i believe this is stuff i have seen where um he is a little bit of an anti-vaxxer 
Um, so that probably did not help. Um, does that affect your view of Jackson um, knowing that he's going to certainly miss time and who knows how his body will react to getting sick um, this go around? I mean, I'm not really, I'm not going to be somebody that's drafting Lamar Jackson anyways, probably. Um, just because mm-hmm. I'm a late round quarterback type of drafter and redraft. Um, also, I think that, I mean, it just really depends on how, how he recovers, uh, you know, cause we saw players and, you know, this is true in the world. You know, you see people, um, that are, that get COVID and are fine in a week or two. And then you see people that get COVID and are obviously very much not fine. Um, so I think it sort of depends on how he recovers. He still has a handful of weeks. We've got a little over a month before the season actually starts. Um, so I think it's a wait and see, um, but could contribute to a slow start. But hopefully as long as everything goes well with his recovery, I don't really expect it to impact his season. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way of, um, you know, later round quarterbacks. So I'm also probably was already out. Um, I'm certainly even more hesitant um, knowing that he's going to miss a chunk of training camp, potentially preseason games. And yeah, I, I am probably more out, but again, wasn't really going to draft him anyways um we do have some good quarterback news um matthew stafford had a scare um where i guess his thumb hit a teammate's helmet um in hurt his thumb um x-rays were all negative and got it uh last year you know he had surgery to repair that same thumb so that was also part of the the fear Ah, there yes Yes, but um, apparently all is well. He is still on track to um, start and I believe returned to practice. Yeah. Um, Yes. Moving on to wide receivers. um, We have some. um, You're skipping all of these amazing (laughs) titles that I put in our show doc here. This, This one is called wide receiver soft tissue issues. Oh, I didn't even re- I I didn't even catch the pun there at first. So it, it is quite a bit later on the East Coast than it is the West Coast. <laughs> so I I don't think I'm running at your level right now. Um, so that's okay. Who um, who has more energy? The guy that had a migraine all day, or the guy that's uh, late in the evening? I think we're a combined like fifty percent. <laughs> 11 15 at night running on a single glass of uh of black tea um you know drink tea in a glass whatever (laughs) um so two of these wide receivers are on new teams um the other one is hoping for a big season on the team that drafted him but um definitely could use a step forward so uh, Curtis Samuel um, suffered a groin injury. Um, apparently, it's been nagging and lingering a little bit, but um, as with all of these, are not really expected to be a problem into the regular season yet. Um, he was also put on the COVID list. Um, it was a rough week. Is, yes, it's not a good time. Um, so, 
the good news is he does have experience in the uh, Ron Rivera slash uh, Scott Turner offense. Um, so it shouldn't be too much of a big deal um, that he's missing time. But part of the reason why we even bring these up is because, you know, these soft tissue injuries are somewhat legendary for just screwing up whole chunks of seasons and keeping the player below 100% for much longer than they're supposed to be. Um, and uh, add in COVID, which also has sometimes unexpected health consequences. Um, yeah, not a not a good week for Curtis. Nope. Um, uh, also, the highest paid wide receiver of free agency, Mr. Kenny Galladay um, of the New York Giants, uh, pulled a hamstring. Um, but the good news is avoided major injury. Um very critical year as we've talked about for the giants um daniel jones and kenny g so uh hopefully he can get back on the field soon get back into practice and um you know build on the year that we hope uh for that he has yeah i was i don't know the the report about that injury was kind of like oh, it's not a big issue for now. Or like, we don't think it's going to be too big. Like, I don't Mm. know. It it was just kind of sketchy. And Galladay was out with some soft tissue issues last year. Mm -hmm. And now they're back. And he's got Daniel Jones throwing him the ball. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I was already out on Kenny Galladay this year partially because he burned me last year, and that's just how fantasy players work. <laughs> but I was already out in this new offense, and this just has me like fully out. If he's on the draft board, I am skipping him absolutely. I mean, he's even down here. Oh, man, it looks like he's being drafted as wide receiver 26 right now, which is just so freaking late. But... Yeah, that's rough. I'm still... You know, players that are being drafted right around or behind him. Brandon Ayuk. Give me Brandon Ayuk all day. Mm. Jamar Chase. Give me Jamar Chase over Kenny Galladay. Um, then there's players like T. Higgins. Also probably give me T. Higgins. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Robbie Anderson. You know, all of those players. Give me them Here's- over Kenny Galladay. Here, here's one for you. So on Fantasy Football Calculator, um, Kenny G, 605. So Kenny G at 605 or Odell Beckham at 609? Yeah, I very purposefully didn't include Odell Beckham <laughs> in the list. Just, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to draft, um, I don't know, I'll draft TJ Hawkinson. I, I, if, if, if it's between those players you're drafting anyone else yeah i mean it, truly though if it is between those players i'm probably going to be drafting odell just because he doesn't have the injury concern um prior, Ooh, what a statement prior to the hamstring injury it definitely would have been kenny galladay but these are two players that i just don't want to draft but odell beckham we've seen it before um, not so much with the Browns, but we know that there's talent there. And so I think if you're drafting him, you know, this is the sixth round, going to be probably your third wide receiver. Uh, 
give me the guy that doesn't have a hurt at hamstring and that has top five upside that I think even Kenny Galladay, as good as he is, uh, he's a back-end wide receiver one at his peak. Um, I'm trying to look to see how far... If he slips into the eighth, um, Kenny G. So we've talked about those players a little bit. Debo, Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, uh, Juju. Um, does the do you think that's a more acceptable range for him? Um, yes. Or are you just out? Okay. I, I think that's a more acceptable range, but I will still probably not draft him just based on the fact that he was out all year last year with soft tissue problems and now has a soft tissue injury again. And yes. I feel like Kenny G is just going to be one of those guys this year that you draft that you feel like you have to play and it's just going to burn you again and again. And I could very well be wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling real nervous. I'm a bit higher for um, on him than you are, or at least certainly before the injury. I think I was. Um, yeah, I'm very hesitant, especially knowing that this has been a issue for him before. Um, and wrapping up the soft tissue injuries, um, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver for the Ravens, having a banner often or a banner uh, preseason already. Um, so he, he, you know, is expecting certainly to be one of their top three wide receivers. Which one of those three? Don't ask me. I am struggling with my <laughs> with statting them out. Um, but he uh, suffered a hamstring injury that is now potentially going to linger for a while. Um, uh, I think that this certainly bumps up Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. Um, who also is going through some injury things, though, of a much ser- less serious nature. Um, but yeah, um, I think I'm probably all the way out on Hollywood now, um, on top of the, you know, many questions about volume and even opportunity that he'll be getting. Um, it, uh, what do you think of... Um, Hollywood's injury and also what do you think of reports that Sammy Watkins could potentially be the best Ravens wide receiver this year well it's uh easy to be the king of poop (laughs) Uh, for lack of a better word there I don't know Sammy Watkins is probably going to be great week one and then be terrible until the Ravens get to the playoffs and then he'll play good again um I mean, I think this Hollywood injury means that you're only drafting Lamar pending his recovery from COVID and Mark Andrews as far as the passing game goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just, it's such a, a, there are so few passes per game because there's such a run heavy offense and there's inconsistency in that limited volume. and. Hollywood's hurt and Lamar has, you know, is sick. I just think this, this means that Mark Andrews, is the only one that you can sort of trust. Um, and then the running backs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I, like, I want to believe that there is opportunity here for someone. Um, right now, and this is changes nearly by the minute, I have them ranked Watkins, Bateman, uh, Hollywood. Um, but yeah, the pie, I think, is just going to be too small. Um, right now, Bateman and Watkins are free. So it, um, right. they're like 14th, 15th round if um, you believe in one of them um, and, you know, are willing to take that chance. And it might be a very good chance because theoretically someone other than Mark Andrews is going to catch passes. Not always true. But um, yes, we, as we have <laughs> talked about, that is something of a of a myth that we still... <laughs> <laughs> end up buying into more often than not but um yeah i'm i'm out on all of the other uh receiving options as well luckily hollywood didn't have quite as much um adp to fall than some of the other guys that we've talked about um an 11th round pick right now on fantasy football calculator but um yeah, I think just totally out on all three of them now. Um, in the category that Elijah has titled "Other Receiver Boo Boos," <laughs> so so one one category we get the clever s- soft tissue issue, and then <laughs> the next one is receiver boo boos. What can I say? I ran out of genius. It can only be so much. Um, between tissue issues and text mess yesterday, that's just too much genius. You're all out. Yeah, it happens. Um, it happens to the best of us. Um, so Devontae Smith, Eagles rookie wide receiver, um, sprained his knee. Expected to miss two to three weeks, but not um, miss much of the much, if any, of the regular season. Um, I do think that missing. Um, training camp will hurt his ceiling at least initially. Um, but at the same time, we've seen, you know, plenty of receivers maybe miss a little bit of camp and then come in and still do fine. Yeah. Um, I think that this is actually more of an issue than that. I think the just because he's a rookie, um, and because mm-hmm. there's already potential issues with Jalen Hurts and his consistency as a passer um, and just Devonta Smith being able to learn the offense. I think the best case scenario, obviously, would be something like an Odell, his rookie season, where yeah. he missed um, and then came in and you know lit the league on fire. Um, but yeah, this actually has me... I, I think this is, again, with Devonta Smith. Rookie wide receivers, if they ever hit, which is kind of rare, almost every single time, it's the back half of the season. And so mm-hmm. this just really solidifies Devonta Smith is going to be a back half of the season wide receiver if he is anything. And he's ridiculously talented, but definitely don't draft him expecting him to play and play well for the first half mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, um, that's just generally a good rule to follow. And I think one that we both follow. Um, I think neither of us really had him or the other rookie wide receivers on our uh redraft draft boards just jamar chase more yes just jamar chase just more hoping that as they 
as fantasy managers get frustrated with them in the first half of the year, we can get them cheaper even on waivers in the second half. So, um, yeah, I think that Devontae Smith is definitely in that range for me, and it sounds like you as well. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of injuries for the Dolphins receivers. Um, do you want to talk about that real quick, Elijah, since this was one that you brought up? Yeah, let's just make it really quick. Uh, I brought it up because Albert Wilson is getting hype in camp, uh, which just doesn't make much sense. And so I was wondering, why are all of these reporters saying like, wow, look at him go? Uh, it's because all the Dolphins wide receivers have been hurt. Um, Devonta Parker is back at camp now um but will fuller and preston williams are still out preston williams has been on the pup and will fuller has done like half of one practice um and all of those players have an injury history uh so i'm still probably in on will fuller at his super late round value just because it feels like a, a cheat code um but again these you know receivers with injury histories that have preseason and training camp injuries they can burn you and Will Fuller suspended for one week anyways. Um, so yeah, right now two is throwing apparently really beautifully to Albert Wilson, but uh, yeah, doesn't make me feel good. Yes. As we've said, I'm all in for the, and we'll probably get burned, but I'm all in for <laughs> hopeful to a progression. Um, so hopefully he'll take a step forward and the, uncomfortable number of dolphins players that i have will <laughs> benefit um yeah um obviously my fantasy bff uh will fuller um great value i think in like the 10th round uh, even even missing a game that's just insane value so um hopefully he and the other receivers will be returning soon at full strength um wrapping up our news um these are probably irrelevant topics but maybe not we'll see um reports are that damian williams could siphon receiving work from david montgomery um Obviously, Tariq Cohen um, was the one that did that in previous seasons, but he is still recovering from an ACL, I believe, um, and is not quite ready yet. Um, so, you know, maybe tick down David Montgomery like a half round. I don't know if he's not getting it, you know, even more receiving work i think that that is a problem for his ceiling i wouldn't certainly take him off my board or um or anything like that but um yeah just a tick down for my, for david montgomery um and then um i i put this on here partially as a troll but as <laughs> our um I guess as our resident Bengal fan, you can tackle the next two. So uh, Joe Burrow reports are that he's struggling at camp. Um, and then also Andy Dalton is on track to start at least for a little bit of the season with the bears. What do you think of those stories? Mr. Bengal? Um, <laughs> I think that Joe Burrow struggling at camp is honestly no surprise. Uh, he, his knee got destroyed and he hasn't been throwing um much 
I expect it to take him a minute to get going. The offensive line is still pretty rough. Um, I'm definitely not drafting him where he's being drafted right now. Um, he's being way overdrafted. I think that as much as I love Joe Burrow as a player, this is not the season for him. Um, and if it is, it's going to be later in the season after he gets his knee a little bit more secure under him. So not surprised. I kind of think this is a, a non-story because it's what I expected. Um, but if you expected Joe Burrow to be really good uh, right out of the gates, then this is important for you. Um, they are So they are uh, probably one of the most uncomfortably high teams in my offensive power rankings we will get there but um they are definitely ranked at their ceiling right now yeah um so i might um that that one is one that i'm i've been struggling on um but at the same time i have a hard time justifying them dropping them much lower um but uh so yeah that's about about the only way that it affects me because i have even though i do have them ranked highly i am not super planning to target a lot of Bengals. um and that's just for personal preference i think that t higgins uh joe mixon jamar chase will all probably be values at where they're drafted they're just not really on my radar of people that i'm uh, i'm looking at Mm -hmm. Um, um And then Andy Dalton, I also am not surprised by this because I think it would be a bad idea to start Justin Fields week one against uh, the Rams and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Um, So Andy Dalton will be sacrificed to the Rams and then Justin Fields will start. Um, So that's kind of what I expected to happen. So this report also doesn't surprise me either as much as I love Andy. I feel bad for the guy, but that's not your job, bro. Sadly, it's a primetime game that we're getting exposed to him. So it's going to hurt. Sorry, America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in a more goofy um, news item that Elijah had not seen before, I put it in our show doc and um and literally thought I was joking. Um, is that Philip Rivers teased that he could um, that he's planning to stay in shape and would not rule out a comeback at some point this year if a quarterback needy team came calling. Um, apparently, he is still focusing on coaching high school football, um, but. Uh, yeah, it was just something amusing that I thought we would throw into the show just because why not? Um, and then Nick Chubb got a contract extension. So Brown's um, doubling down on a, you know, one of the best pure running backs in the league. Um, I think it's a good sign for Chubb and his future. But um, yeah, we will see. Yeah. And um, one other piece of news that we didn't put in the doc that I think we just have to include for its ridiculousness is that Chase Edmonds bulked up and slimmed <laughs> down in preparation for this season. So he uh, he got bigger and smaller. And uh, so do with that information what you will. 
one of the great sleeper alerts of all time. <laughs> um, it, I, I don't know if you got it, but I got it. That came in and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I saw Bulked that. Up uh, and slimmed down. Bulked up and slimmed down. That's I don't know why all of these people are just trying to do one. Why not do both? Apparently, that's the secret. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, um, well, so, let's go ahead uh, with that beautiful piece of news. Um, let's go ahead and take a short break, and then we'll get into me telling you whether or not you are going to be right or wrong about your rankings. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you! Alright, welcome back in. Um, so, I have compiled a list. Numbers 1 through 32. I put the every single team in the NFL in order. Um, I'm hoping that this will... Um, I, I'm planning to do a write-up to be published on Sports Obsessive soon um, with the full list and my thoughts on their play, the team placements. Um, also is part of um, redraft rankings that I'm hoping to put out within the next couple of weeks. Um, and so, yeah, I asked Elijah to take a look and react to it and tell me what I, what he likes, what I did wrong. Um, he has not seen this draft of it and what he has seen was maybe like two plus weeks ago. So, um, interesting or interested to see his thoughts. Yeah. I'm just gonna, uh, this is the portion of the show where I become a live reaction uh podcast um so let's... usually it's during a usually it's during a ridiculous and unfair game that i <laughs> compiled um, i'm excited for but... more of those um all right so what do we got we have got uh just a couple quick reactions here um i, I love a couple of these things because you've got you know their projected top running backs and wide receivers and tight ends here uh, and just a couple of these teams like the raiders you have question marks next to all of their wide receivers, <laughs> uh, which is so accurate. It's just so gross. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I also love this uh, for the Titans projected running back two or passing down back. It just says who cares, uh, which is it's great. It, yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um. So I, I'm just going to pick a couple teams here. I think this actually looks really good. I'm excited to read the article and uh, hear some breakdown about what you have to say here. Um, a couple teams initially that I think are a little too high. Um, I think that the Chargers at number five, I would say, is a little bit too high. Um, I, and I say that, but I also like all of the pieces in the offense. Um, mm -hmm. but this is just, this isn't considering fantasy so much, right? This is just about the, the teams with the best offenses in real life football. Yeah. Theoretically, my thought process was what would be the end of year 
um, like real points per game, Mm -hmm. um, assuming a number of things, obviously, um, like for the Cowboys, I'm sure we might talk about um, being at a very lofty number four, um, assuming Dak Prescott's health. Um, But yeah, so the general idea is where do I think they might end up in total points per game? Um, not fantasy points per game, but like real points. Yeah. So then I I do, I stand by my reaction with the Chargers. Uh, and mostly that isn't an indictment on the Chargers offense, but more of a belief in the Chargers defense this season. That the Chargers defense last season was so terrible that they were just having, you know, Justin Herbert was having to sling the ball so much and they were having to put up points to outscore people. And I don't see that being the case this season in the same way. Um, obviously, Derwin James has dealt with injuries in the first two potential seasons that he could have had, um, but he's supposed to be back, and I think that really solidifies some of their defense along with some other pieces as well. Um, so I just don't think they'll have to score as much to win games. Um, so that's a quick reaction there. I actually think the Cowboys at number four, and let's just really quick, you have one through five, the Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Cowboys, and then Chargers. Um, And I think the Cowboys at four make a ton of sense um, also because of how bad their defense projects to be that I think they're still going to have to try and outscore people. And Dak, as long as that ankle holds up and now this shoulder injury doesn't impact him too heavily, which it seems like it won't. I mean, Zeke with Amari Cooper, with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, like it's tough to name a better group of skill position players. Um, not to mention, you know, Blake Jarwin, um, contributing, um, and I am blanking on the other tight end that they have as an option as well. I think, uh, Dalton Schultz, I think is still there. Schultz who played well last year too. Um, so Mm. yeah, I actually think the Cowboys from an offensive perspective are pretty appropriately rated there. Excellent. I, I mostly from cowboy haters. I had gotten some pushback <laughs> from uh, for that rating. Yeah, no, um, I, from I think other people that I had shown it to. So you're absolutely correct. There's no way that you can be wrong about that. I agree. You agree. Twenty five yards later, uh, stamp know, of approval. Stamp of approval. Um. So looking through at some of these others, um, I've I see the Rams at eleven, which I think would have been low. Um, but with the Cam Akers injury, I actually feel mm-hmm. good about, I mean, not good about it, obviously, but I feel like that's going to be pretty accurate. Um, an offense that I could see being a lot better than their uh, 12th rating here is the Cardinals, um, who I expect to be really good on offense. Um, and also to, for, again, you know, I'm saying it again, but their defense is probably not going to project to be that great. Uh, the Cardinals ran the most plays in the league last season, I believe. And so they're just a really fast-paced, high-powered offense. Kyler Murray with another year under his belt. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is great. My guy, A.J. Green, is not as great anymore, but I still believe. Um, <laughs> and I like this note that their tight end is real human being Max Williams. <laughs> With two X's. With two X's. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think the Cardinals could be higher. Um, probably, uh, I would 
bump them up above the Browns and probably Seahawks as well that you have here. Um, but especially the Browns, whose defense just projects to be so dominant. I really think, you know, I'm saying this over and over again, but you don't have to score as much when your defense is really good. Mm. I think the Cardinals are actually in that range in a earlier draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I bumped them down. I just had a hard time. Like I had a hard time kind of being like, well, are they really that much better than this team? Are they really much better? Um, and maybe they are, but um, so yeah, that, that the Cardinals are one that I've, tossed around a little bit and so might get bumped back up a tad we'll see um i also kind of i don't know i think that the offense did take a step forward or well uh kyler certainly took a step forward last year Mm -hmm. um but i don't know like if you know there are question marks at running back um, I don't know. He bulked up and slimmed down. I think that answered all the questions. <laughs> well, this is assuming that Chase Edmonds even starts. I, I'm yeah. sort of leaning that James Conner will end up starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is great. Um, not so sure about the other supporting cast. Um, so we certainly have Kyler. We certainly have Nuke. Uh, what do we have else to be determined? So, um, might tick them back up. Um, might keep them where they are. I certainly don't think I'm putting them any lower. So, yeah. Um, yes, that's so, about probably the the floor there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um. Now let's dive into a couple here that I think are too low. Um, actually, before we get to that, I just want to apologize to Drew Sample, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who Nick has just blatantly ignored as the <laughs> Bengals ha- are the only team without a tight end in this chart. The weird thing is I thought I caught that earlier and I <laughs> thought I put it in and I, it just, and this was well before we were recording. I swear that I added that at some point. Real life. And human I guess being just... Max with two X's Williams gets on the chart who I have never heard of before. And then blocking sensation drew sample doesn't oh, make sorry. the chart my goodness um yeah i'm I think... sorry the tight end 30 did not make the chart <laughs> um i think the Bengals might actually be uh a little bit high but i mean just look at their skill players they they have an amazing wide receiver core um but if joe burrow is tentative and if the offensive line doesn't hold up then i could see the Bengals falling quite a bit here um I really actually think that there's a chunk of teams in the twenties that belong in the teens. Um, the, the Falcons don't excite me from an offensive perspective, um, but they are always kind of middle of the pack at worst. Um, I think that the Washington football team for fantasy, I like a lot of their pieces. I love Antonio Gibson, but again, their defense is going to be so good that I don't think they'll have to score that much. Um, I think the Dolphins, you're much higher on than I am generally on offense. Um, Mm. And there's potential for Tua to keep improving. Um, 
but I don't really love that. Um, and I think to, to replace, I don't know if necessarily you'd be just copy paste replacing these teams, but I think some of the teams that are a little bit too low, um, I think that the Steelers could be higher. Um, they're down at 21. Um, I know we had some discussion about the Saints uh, that with the Michael Thomas injury, they recently dropped down. Um, but there's still, I mean, Sean Payton is just such a good offensive coach um, that I still think that there's the potential for them to be better than 22. Um, and I think there's a couple teams down here towards the bottom um, that do have a shot to be higher. Um, and that's the Broncos at 25, even though Drew Locke is not good. Um, they have a lot of good skill players, uh, but they are a team that has a projects to have a very good defense as well. Um, so maybe they don't score as much, but I think 25 is a little low. Um, and I'd also say that uh, the Patriots at 30 are a little bit low for me. They were terrible on offense last season. And I can't imagine that they're that bad again. That's really just uh, mm. the Patriots are rarely bad more than once. Yeah. And so I would be pretty surprised if they ended up down there at 30 in between the Lions and the Jets. Yes. So let's do a quick rundown because I don't think we've gone through, uh, you know, just did a rundown of the teams in a little bit. So we did the top five. Um titans so six through ten are titans ravens bucks seahawks browns let or 11 through 15 uh rams cardinals vikings bengals falcons um 16 through 20 washington football team dolphins uh raiders 49ers jags uh 21 through 25 steelers giants panthers broncos eagle or more, well eagles start to 30, 26 steelers oh saints. did i skip over the yeah did i skip over the saints sorry it's <laughs> like i'm that's like i'm not even just reading them from the list <laughs> um and then the rounding out the league uh eagles bears colts jets patriots lions texans um so, yeah, I a couple kind of scary, probably ranked at their ceiling, but teams that I think the talent is there for um, are kind of the ones that, you know, you were saying probably a little too high. You know, maybe the case, but I feel somewhat comfortable with them. Um so Washington football team, Dolphins, which, you know, I'm fairly, I'm hoping I'm high on. <laughs> um, at Bengals obviously are in a, are probably at their ceiling, but at the same time have the pieces, I think, mm -hmm. at least at the skill positions to do nice things. Um, for the ones that you are less high on in the middle sections, um so like Steelers I just think Ben is I, I I we've talked about this I just think Ben's done I'm not enthusiastic about that offense mm -hmm. um and Deontay uh Johnson is about the only person that I'm targeting um I'm not even really looking at Najee Harris um at the at least at his draft price right now 
Um, yeah, the Saints were up at 19 until the Michael Thomas injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had them at 19 and the Giants at 20 because I was, you know, I was a little optimistic that the Giants offense could take a step forward. Um, and then I was like, well, but can I really drop the Saints below the Giants? So I just <laughs> dropped both of them down. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I think that if Jameis was to start 22 is too low. I think that if we're thinking of this as far as Taysom Hill running like a high school offense, <laughs> um, uh, you know, hoping for, you know, 17 points a game or something uh, and throwing 14 passes. Mm-hmm. I think that 22 is probably too high, but um, and which I think is the way that that is pointing um, with the Michael Thomas injury. Um, I don't know if you listened to Mina Kimes yet, but she called the um, Saints receiving core minus michael thomas the worst in the league so um yeah i mean yeah i don't disagree (laughs) i still think that the lions which is why they are sitting at 31 even though uh, i think that they could certainly do better um jared goff i think is probably just a league average quarterback Mm -hmm. um and is certainly the best of the bunch probably from 23 on um yeah but and you know deandre swift jamal williams capable players um but that receiving core is is gross yep um outside of tj hawkinson those wide receivers are rough um let's see broncos I uh, just too much question. I think a quarterback, I think Teddy caps their ceiling too much. And Drew Locke, um, even though there are reports that he's having a nice camp, Drew Locke um, caps the floor too much. I don't think that's a phrase, but whatever. Um, And then the Patriots, Patriots, speaking of terrible receiving cores, I know that they spent a lot of money, but uh, combined with me thinking that Cam Newton is probably close to being done, um, doubting Mac Jones's readiness and just not being a fan of that receiving core. um, Yeah, it, it sort of shocked me to put them there, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how much higher I could put them when I just, I don't believe in their quarterback situation. I don't believe in their skill players really. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, yeah. So well, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Um, and definitely interested to check out this article to hear some more of your thoughts on this. Um, that should be end of this week or next, probably out on Sports Obsessive. I'm thinking early next week. Um, awesome. I will hopefully get that together. So um, last thought is Panthers at 24 pained me, but <laughs> I could not. Even with skill players I liked, 
I couldn't quite justify them being any higher yet. Um, you know, maybe Sam Darnold takes that leap forward that Panther fans are hoping, but um, at, until we see that, um, I can't really justify putting them any higher than they are. So, yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's yeah. good. Uh, it, it is appropriate to end the conversation about this by being disappointed in the Panthers as usual. So, <laughs> wow, this is great. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> judgment <laughs> um all right so um yeah i think um if that's if you don't have any other thoughts i think that's pretty much our show yeah that i, um, I think this is awesome i'm excited to read the article uh and hopefully this news breakdown is helpful for folks and we will be back next week Yes, um, the, our first full season. Um, we obviously started midway through last year, so we're going to be weekly through the rest of the regular season. Um, so this is usually where we would plug our personal Twitter handles, but uh, we actually have a show Twitter page now, too. So you can follow us at 25YLFF. Um if you also want to follow our personal accounts, um, as always, um, I'm Nick Luciano, and you can follow me at Nick G. Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika, and you can follow me on Twitter at Elijah Motika. And be sure to rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next time. We will see you next week. When you try to set your lineup, but you don't know what to do You can't make your mind up Need someone to turn to We've got your back We've got the stats We'll help you block out all the haters For fantasy football help Call 25 Yards Later 25 Yards Later Thank you for listening to 25 Yards Later, Sports Obsesses Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. Audio editing by Mitch Proctor and music by Elijah Motika. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com.